International Newcomer Hall of Fame. Mr. and Miss Dumar International Newcomer 2013-2014 goes to none other than Katravion and Sequoia Dickerson. Again, that's Katravion and Sequoia Dickerson. Congratulations to the both of you. Cosmopolitan Western Newcomer will be held in Houston, Texas on February 9th. Location to be announced. Contact Tina Mitchell. Sunshine State Western Newcomer will be Sunday, April 6th at Club Post in Orlando, Florida. Contact Lady Deception or Diabolique West. Both are preliminaries to nationals in Atlanta on July 27th and the 28th. And when I speak of nationals, I'm speaking of Mr. and Miss Wesson Newcomer. Okay? So, hey, get your ticket. www.dwest.com. That's where you can go and purchase all of the DVDs or most of the DVDs of patches and shows around the country. You can go and purchase some of my faves, Mr. Miss Newcomer and Plus Duval 2013, Continental 2013, NBU 2013, Diamond of the South 2013, U.S. of A. at Large 2013, Western Grand Empress 2013, and many, 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 many more DVDs, patches, and shows ranging from the prices of $10 to $70. So go to www.dwest.com for all of your drag needs, okay? Now, with the temperatures falling, the days getting shorter, and 275 homeless and low-income men, women, as well as children coming through the doors daily, 
Thrive DC needs your help more than ever before. A donation of $45 can feed 30 women and children, okay? $1,000 can provide five weeks of intensive job training and empower a homeless individual to take steps towards independence and self-sufficiency, okay? Thrive DC needs to raise $33,000 by the end of this month this month, meaning December, to meet the immediate need for homeless services and be prepared for the coming year. So you can go to www.thrivedc.org, www.thrivedc.org for more information as well as to donate, okay? All right. Now, also, for those that live in the metropolitan city of Atlanta, Georgia, you can go volunteer your services during the Christmas holidays with the Hosea Feed the Homeless and the Hungry. On December 24th at the DeKalb County Jail, they will be getting prepared for their Christmas dinner event with the Christmas food preparation. Okay, so you can go and help them prepare the food for the annual dinner. You don't have to be a master chef like Rod, like my chef, my friend Chef Rod, um, but they'll love to have you. Volunteers, you at least have to be 18 years of age, okay? Now, the Christmas dinner event will be on Christmas Day at the Georgia World Congress Center. So you can join them as they go ahead and serve thousands of people at the annual Christmas dinner, which happens to be one of the nation's largest sit-down dinners for homeless and the hungry. So you can go to www.4hosea.org for more information and to sign up. Okay, all right. Damien Dupree, Damien, Damien, Damien Dupree. He has a holiday special. From December 22nd through January 15th, he'll be doing custom rhinestone jackets, for only $450. So if you need a custom rhinestone jacket and you're willing to pay $450, guess what? He may be your man. The price also includes all stones and labor. Size and colors may adjust the price just by a tag, but inbox him on Facebook. That's Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N, Dupree. All right, and he'll be able to assist you. I'll also post some of his samples so you can see his work and decide if you would like to go with him or not. All right. Okay. King Tank, and I don't mean the singer. King Tank presents Mr. GQ and Miss Forever Bad, honoring Ashley D, Santi Valentino, and Shanice Sanchez, Monday, January 13, 2014. Registration will be at 2 p.m. Pageant will be held at 8 p.m. sharp. Categories to include presentation, self-expression, talent, sportswear or swimwear, gown, formal wear. Entry fee is $175. So if you would like to become Mr. GQ or Miss Forever Bad, take your butt down to Florida and sign up, register, and compete for Mr. GQ and Miss Forever Bad. All right. Now, any of you guys remember the um, book B-Boy Blues? I know I read it in high school, and I just felt like I was one of the characters. I lived through them. Well, guess what? There's a play. So it is, it is adapted for the stage by James Earl Hardy from his classic novel. Okay, it's going to be featured some people that I do not know, but I hope they are fantastic because I will be there. February 25th at 7 p.m. at the Painted Bride Art Center. So if you're in the surrounding area, the tri-state area, Philadelphia, New York, New Jersey, uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and you would like to see a show, come out. B-Boy Blues, the play, February 25th at 7 p.m. at the Painted Bride Art 
Center. All right, how about that? All right, and just one other thing. I just want to give some kudos and some, some congrats to my ladies, um, Tommy Ross and Nicole Love Dupree, as well as the other young ladies that were a part of the marvelous Marvel production, the legend celebrity impersonator show in Baltimore, Maryland on December 21st. I heard you guys did a wonderful job. So congratulations. Unfortunately, I was not able to be there. Um, it was my birthday, 32nd. I feel free and clear. How about that? All right. But congratulations to you guys. I understand that it was a fabulous event. All right. Well, if you have any announcements that you would, of course, like me to um, give out to our audience, our listeners out there, you know where to get me at. You can go ahead and get me on Facebook, Micah Pierce Lord. You can also hit me at the Talk with Micah and Friends, which, are, which is our Facebook page. Or you can always email me, thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com, thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com. So I guess that um, concludes our free and clear segment. Coming up next, the roundtable discussion, the raw, the uncut, the dirty, and all in your closet type-ish. I put my foot down, yeah, that's the way it is. Looking good now, what you see is what you get. Neighborhoods hella jealous when they see the wheels. Pull up in the gun, met a Rari with a fresh bag. Gas pedal, gas pedal. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone, to the talk with Micah and friends. And, yes, I do have a few friends to discuss, a few topics at hand. I'm going to go ahead and introduce each person, and they'll go ahead and acknowledge, and we'll go ahead and start with our topics of discussion when it pertains to sex, dating, and the so-called relationship. So I have from Orlando, Florida, Paris, are you here? Hey, what's going on, listeners? All right. I have Kobe from Atlanta, Georgia. Are you here? I'm here. Hello, everyone. All right. I have Tavares from Los Angeles, California. Hey. I have Stephen Dwayne. Uh, but well, that's what we know him on Facebook. Stephen Dwayne of Houston, Texas. Are you here? What's up, so? And then I also have, last but not least, Prince Cassidyne on Facebook. Um, of Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, everybody. What's going on? All right. So I'm going to start with just, you know, uh, a topic. As you guys know, we're going to talk about dating, stereotypes, third party, infidelity, and party versus star. I left that very vague because you really don't, you may not know what those topics include. So first topic, dating. First dates, actually. And this, I'm going to, I'm going to allow Tavares, to answer the question first or to speak on the topic first, and then I'll have Paris follow him. And then if anyone else would like to chime in, you know, that's totally up to you. So first dates. What's an appropriate first date? Okay, that's the first question. What's an appropriate first date? And what are the deal breakers on a date that will prevent you from calling again or proceeding to a second date? Okay, now... <laughs> yes, go ahead. Um, let me tell you what a first date is not. 
a first date is not me coming to your house and watching a DVD. So, um, for me, um, take me somewhere that shows me what your interests are. Like, if you like horseback riding, let's do that. Like, I mean, the typical dinner in a movie, that's cute, but I'm over that. I don't really think a movie is a, a good first date anyway because you can't really talk. Um, deal breakers for a first date, if you're on your phone too much and you all on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and your phone going off every two minutes, I'm over it. Date is over. You will not get a call back. I need all of your attention. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, but did you give us an appropriate first date? Yeah, like me. I mean, I like to go bowling. I like to shoot pool. Um, I like horseback riding. I mean, you okay. know, basic stuff. Okay. So would So would you let... So if I were taking you on a date, you know, would you tell me, you know, hey, this is what I like to do? Would you suggest some things, or would you leave that up to the other person who's requesting to take whoever, you on a date? Whoever offers, whoever offers mm-hmm. for the date should plan the date. I don't really want to be in charge of that um, if you ask me out. Also, if we go Dutch, that ain't no date for me. We just hanging out as homeboys. So if I ask you out, that means I'm paying. If you ask me out, that means you're paying. And I want to be clear when you ask me out. Like, don't be like, oh, let's hang out. I'm going to be like, uh, is that a date, or are you taking me out or what? Okay. And Paris? <laughs> Paris, what about you? Um, I mean, I, I agree with what he's saying. An appropriate first date at, at this age, well, me personally, I'm 31, so the whole dinner and the movie, that's been done. I can do that at my house by myself. Um, let's, let's, go, let's go do something different. Um, I don't usually go on a first date within days of meeting someone, so it'll be something that we kind of mutually agreed on as to as where we would go, so it'll be mm-hmm. something that he and I both have interest in. Um, the main deal breaker for me, honestly, would probably be the breath. If your breath is <laughs> period. Um, because that's something that's something you can even take care of before you knock on the door and text and say that you put in your mouth the whole way to the other person's house or destination. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's any excuses for that. Um, okay. Yeah, that's about it. So, 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 no matter if if if, if the date went a okay, I mean, it was perfect, whatever. If he has bad breath, you will not be going on a second date. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, more than likely. Okay. But if you don't have no personality, you're going to go out with him again? Ain't good smelling person? Well, I mean, per- if, it, if it's, I mean, he's obviously my type of person if I'm going on a date, for me. Mm. He's like my type of person that I that I, I just don't know as far as like mannerisms as mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Okay, and uh, Kobe or Prince or Steven, would you like to chime in, please? I mean, I'm, I guess I'm older, so um, this is Kobe. I'm 37, so I think uh, I'm okay with a dinner and a movie. If you invite me to your house and you cook dinner and we have wine and then we play, like, games, uh, like checkers or chess or something like that, then I think that's a very appropriate first date because it's not always about spending money going out to the different um, places. And then it's a more comfortable setting for um, maybe the individual that's hosting the date um, for myself. That would be a more comfortable setting for me. Um, And I do agree with Prince. Hygiene is very important when going on the very first date. You mean Paris? 
I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, if your breath is stinking, then that's definitely a, a turn off. You must that's a turn off. Um, and you also need to make sure that you're well groomed and your hair is cut if you're going to go out with me, whether it's in public or at your home, however we decide to have this first date. Um, um, I guess that's about it for me. Okay, Francis. Well, for me, when it comes to a first date, I'm more the type of person, you know, just like I kind of agree with everyone else, you know, I'm not really the dinner and a movie type person. I want to go somewhere where I can actually get to know you for you uh, with your hair down. You know, most time when you go out to dinner or you go out to a movie, you really don't even get a chance to really get to know that person because, you know, either the restaurant is real loud and noisy or busy or, of course, when you're at the movie, you really don't get that one-on-one time person with that person. I'm more of a, you know, let's go get a drink, smoke a blunt, chill, relax, and I actually get to see you for you without all, without everything else. So that's my first thing. Deal breakers, absolutely, breath is the number one thing for me, and I really, really don't do the rudeness. If you are a rude person on a date, whether it's to waiters, whether it's to, you know, just random individuals walking by, if you feel like you have to say something negative, that's an automatic deal breaker for me. Okay, good, good. So hygiene is on the number one, baby. <laughs> hygiene. Okay, uh, Stephen, I mean, are you good or are you, uh, you? Okay. I'm good on this one. I'm good. Okay, you're good. All right, so let's go on to the second one. Um, this might catch you guys by, you know, you know, blind you a little bit. But question: Would you date a transsexual woman? Stop, uh, uh, Stephen. I know that's you probably laughing. Okay, would would you date a transsexual woman? If not, why? And would you also? Or would you date a trans man? If yes, why or why not? So, Stephen, I'm going to start with you, and then I'm, going to, then I'm going to go to the print, and then we'll go to the other. So, Stephen, okay. would you date a transsexual woman? If not, why? We're going to start there first. Okay. Um, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Um, actually, when I first came out, my first dude I ever was, you know, dating was, he was actually transitioning from a dude into, you know, um, a transsexual woman. So when I first came out, that's all I was attracted to. And then I think I kind of transitioned into, like, in feminine boys. And then as I matured, you know, I kind of faded out of that, faded out of that as well. So as of now, I wouldn't date a transsexual woman, but I wouldn't. Well, I'm just saying that now, but I'm not against it. You know what I'm saying? But the whole thing for me is the sexual part because now these days transsexuals want to be versatile and tops, and I'm just not for a transsexual <laughs> woman digging my ass. So who is that talking? That's why I'm. <laughs> that's me, Stephen. Oh, Stephen. <laughs> so I'm just not for. A, I'm not for a transsexual woman digging in my ass. And if I'm considering dating her, she has to be a total bottom. And it's very rare these days, so with that being said, I'm saying no. Now, as far as a trans man, yes. yeah, I would say one. Yeah. Okay, why? Why would you? I don't know. It's something that sexy. I don't know okay. what it is about them, but I like, like the ones I've seen. You know, in Houston, uh-huh. we don't have a lot of those, so uh-huh. I don't know. But the ones I've seen on the Internet and shit, I mm-hmm. like them. So I would, okay. I would definitely do. All right, Prince, chime in, please. 
Uh, for me, I probably have to say no. Um, and that's, that's only to, because don't is that to both of them or, or? yeah, well to both of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing for me, like I say, it's a lot of beautiful transsexuals out there. Like one person, I remember the very first time, for instance, I saw Maya Scott. I was just like, oh yeah, I can definitely fuck with her, hands down. Mm-hmm. You know, so like visually wise, I can you know I can kind of conceptually conceive that, but from a physical aspect, nah, that's not happening. I'm kind of with Steven, you know, if you, you know, if you're a trans woman, I, I want you to tr- act and be a woman, 100%. Ain't no sucking, no dick, ain't none of that going on. You're a woman, you're going to get treated just like a woman. But sexually for me, that wouldn't do nothing for me at all. So that's the no for me. Okay, Tavares, Kobe, or Paris. <laughs> Y'all are well, kicking on this one, baby. I'm going to have to say uh, no. I don't think I've ever seen a trans man before. Okay. But, uh, my first time really seeing, like, a trans woman was when I did live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I had went to the chaparral with um, with Cam, and I was, like, freaked out. Like, I didn't really understand it. And they had this one particular tranny who was a verse top trying to get on my back, trying to hook me up. And I was like, um, no, I can't do that. But I think I would rather, like, fuck with a stud. I fuck with a lesbian stud before I fuck with a trans man or trans woman. Because I'll be seeing something that looks like Nelly and Trey Song. Okay, so that, that's a trans man. That That's considered a trans oh, man. They, yeah. They yeah, right. so that's a trans man. I actually um, know of one. He's going to be on the show um, in a couple of weeks. Uh, his name is KT. He walks balls or whatever. Um, looks just like a guy. I mean, you would not clock him a day a day ever. And, uh, that's what I, I would, Yeah, I, I, would, I would date him most definitely. All right, um, Kobe or Paris, I'm waiting. Um, it's a no for me. Uh, I wouldn't date a transsexual woman only because I wouldn't be able to physically um, be satisfied sexually. Um, just something not there for me in that aspect. They are beautiful, um, and they are gorgeous individuals, but as far mm-hmm. as the physical aspect, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, but looking at a transsexual man, um, I have had the tendencies to want to uh, try to pursue dating one just mm-hmm. from the physical aspect of way they the of the way they look. I'm physically attracted to the way a man look and okay. that's what makes me want to um either date a stud or a transsexual man. But as far as dating a female, I've been there, done that when I was young and it's not something that I choose to do. Okay. And Paris, last but not least. Um I'm gonna say no to both. Um okay. only because I'm um like, when they're in a relationship, I have a very high sex drive, and I don't think neither one of them could satisfy me sexually. Okay. All right. Now, would y'all like to know my answer? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> would I date a transsexual woman? Yes. Would I date a trans man? And that's all you need to know. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Why do you believe, and this goes to Kobe first and then Steven, and then everybody else. Why do you believe people are so offended when called a bottom? And why are tops afraid to bend over for their mate? And when I in that second in that second part when it said why are tops afraid to bend over for their mate, I'm pulling from not necessarily personal experiences, but experiences of those who are close to me. So, instance, as far as the second part is concerned, or example. You're a top, and, okay, I'm a top, I get a bottom, you know, and, that, and that's my lover or whatever. 
I won't let him. I won't let the bottom fuck me. But I will let another guy out there who may have be a little bit more masculine or whatever the case may be, or it may not even necessarily be that he's more masculine, but I'll allow somebody else to bend me over. So uh, who is it, Kobe? Why do you, first of all, why do you believe people are so offended when called a bottom, and then why are tops afraid to bend over their mate? Or, or, or so, you know, but, afraid. Go ahead, go ahead. It's just depends on the person that's being called a bottom. Some bottoms like being called bottoms because that's, that's exactly what they are. Yeah, but you but you have some of those. I don't mean to interrupt you, but you have some of those who they identify as bottom. That's what they are, but they do they feel as though they're offended for whatever reason because they're they're out there. That's why the question is asked. And they they come to, become offended. That's I'm sorry. They 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 got this illusion of being masculine, and that's mm-hmm. the illusion that they want to continue to have. They're offended to be a bottom because it uh, emasculates them. I guess it, it takes away their masculinity. It doesn't. It's just that they don't want to be perceived as a feminine individual. That's why they uphold the masculine image. But when mm-hmm. you get them in the bedroom, they're the first one to jump on their knees or pull their legs back. <laughs> you got these big dudes that you that come get in the bed with uh, dudes like myself or my size. You get to the house and I'm fully versatile myself. You get to the house and you may be thinking you about to get some dick. And when they get in the bed, they pull their legs back and you like, oh wow. Nigga, I didn't even know this was about to go like this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the same time, you be like, uh-huh. okay, I like ass too, so I'm going to go ahead and fuck you. But this is not what I expected when we left from where we were leaving from, you know, because I can't even deny. I've, I've met people the first time, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get some dick. You get to the house, and this is a totally different story. And, but you never got to idea that this was a bottom or total bottom because this individual was portraying it as to be masculine. It's just an illusion sometimes that they want to portray because they don't want to be perceived in the eye of the public as being a feminine individual. Okay, so do you think, and, and even though you're going to have your answer, do you think that could be some of the same uh, point of view when it comes down to cops being afraid to bend over for their bottom or their mate or whatever? Or? Of course. Um, oh, it, yeah, um, you know, you do have these guys that are wanting to be perceived as strictly tops when they get in a relationship with a person that they think is a strictly bottom. You know, size plays a big factor in some relationships, too. When you have a, a guy that's bigger than his mate and he have a smaller guy, he sometimes don't feel like that, that individual is masculine enough to even get on his back. I've been in a relationship where I'm the smaller individual, and you and I've dated bigger people most of my life. You can't help it as small as I am. And right. it's, it's, it's like he don't want to have no sexual intercourse with you um, where he's um, going to be your bottom, but then he cheats on you and, be some, and becomes someone else's bottom. Um, mm. I, I think what I think what that is is they're trying to uphold this image inside the household um, for you, or, or 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 like I said, it's just that they don't want to be your bottom because they don't feel you're masculine enough to be your top. So they go out and seek someone that's more masculine than them, than them, or is equally as masculine as them. Okay. Um, because that's just the way it is in this um in this lifestyle. People look at this from a visual standpoint and an image of masculinity, but, you know, you got the most feminine boys that walk around in heels and say they top. Most definitely. 
Steven, Steven, don't even cut you off. Steven, let's get your um your point of view. Um, you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Um, I agree with everything he said. Just to break down the lamest terms possible, I think that everything goes back to us kind of mirroring heterosexual relationships and it's about boy and the girl. Like, who's the boy? Who's the girl? So when people are called bottoms, even though they might enjoy dick thoroughly, they take offense to that because they feel like you're making them a woman or you're making them weak or submissive or something of that sort. So I really think people apply, like, the whole top, bottom, versatile situation. I think they apply that to who's the man and who's the woman. So I really feel like that's one of the reasons, or one of the main reasons why people take offense to being called a bottom because I have friends that claim versatile. They ain't really topped nobody in, like, the past 10 years. Mm. So that that doesn't make sense to me. But it's, just, it's, it's a comfort zone because I don't want to be called a bottom, so I'm going to say I'm versatile or a versatile bottom, whatever you want to claim. But then when I get in the bedroom, you already know you're about to give me that dick. Like, that's just how they think because they don't want to be called a bottom. They don't want to be, you know, related to that, that term. And as far mm-hmm. what was the second part? Um, why are tops afraid to bend over for their mate? <sighs> me personally, when I came up the gate, I was straight top. I'm, and, you know, I, I never really got a fuck, ever. And I've been out since I was 16. I'm 26 now, so that's 10 years. Mm-hmm. But when I was in a relationship, I was willing to consider getting fucked. That's me. You know what I'm saying? Because, and we was together for like three years before I really, you know, got to that point where I was comfortable with actually doing that. I just feel like I don't want everybody in the street saying they fuck me. Like, that's okay. just my main thing. Like, people talk too much. Then on top of that, you know, they run your name in the mud with that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? That, that's power. Like to say, oh, I fucked him. Or, you know, so that was just my main thing. But, like, the older I get, the more I understand. Like, you know, at the end of the day, everybody has a dick. And every once in a while, everybody wants to use it or experiment. You know, dicks get mm-hmm. born doing the same things. So you have to be open-minded, especially in a relationship. You know, be willing to, like, you know, do some things that you wouldn't normally do. So that's just Okay. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Prince, I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> Why you got to say it like that? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm waiting. Go ahead. Um, but in regards to, you know, me and uh, as far as why people don't like the term bottom and as far as describing it, so like I said, just with everybody else, it's pretty much, you know, that's a Mr. trait. You know, no one really likes the idea of, yes, I'm the one that gets banged out in a relationship. Yes, I'm the one that takes all the dick and gets bitched out. You know, no, mentally, a lot of men cope with that. So that's why, you know, they try not, you know, they don't really like the term being called a bottom. Um, but as far as why tops don't like, you know, to bend over their bottoms, like, I mean, mm-hmm. I could just speak from personal experience. If I'm mm-hmm. kicking it with you and it's been two, three years and all we've done was I fuck you, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you come out the blue with you want to fuck me, that throws me off personally. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why, you know, I can kind of, that, I, at that particular point in time, that's like, why the fuck you want to change it up all of a sudden? And then that's why it'll, it'll kind of start down that path. Now, have I been fucked before? Yes. Of course, you know, you're in relationships and things like that. But mm-hmm. to me, it's more of when we started kicking it, what was, you know, the mutual understanding. You know, mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, you, when you got with me, you knew exactly what I prefer, period. Let's not try to change it up. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, we together, you know, holidays and Thanksgivings and Christmas and shit. Yeah, you know, I may switch it up. But <laughs> but outside of that, you know, you just rolling over one day wanting to change the game. I'm going to have a little problem with that. Okay. All right. So you would prefer it be kind of early on. You kind of get that established 
you know, in the beginning stage versus later on, correct? Yeah, I mean, think about it. When you get with somebody at the beginning, they pretty much, you know, if it's a top, nine times out of ten, you're getting someone that prefers the bottom more often. So automatically, supposedly, sexually, you're compatible. You know, mm-hmm. so then if you're going to allow them to want to become more versatile, then, you know, that kind of goes against the original arrangement, especially, you know, if it ain't been a couple of years and we married and together and stuff like that. I'm not speaking of those situations, but just, you know, on a, on a dating path and things like that, we've been kicking it in this fashion for a while. That's what I'm used to. I'm I'm not going to ever get used to seeing the ass that I smack on top of me. No, I'm, I just can't get used to that. All right, uh, Paris. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I would have to say agree with everyone else. It's just okay. growing up, you know, boy, girl, when you come into the lifestyle, it's a top is this masculine figure, a bottom is just somebody who just lays there and just gets plunged. And it's not, it's not, it's, it's not anything good to have a, attached to your name. Um, but as, as far as why, why pops don't want to be over for their mate, uh-huh. I, I have to agree with, 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 with what um, Stephen and the other guys say, you know, if it wasn't like that in the beginning, why change? Mm-hmm. Um, however, for a for a for when it comes to a mate, I think that the mind needs to be open to it. Now, if it's just a date, you know, a Jack Adam for Adam the club type date, then no, you just you know do whatever you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. But as far as uh, I, I think relationship, it, I, I don't think anybody is a strict cop anymore personally. I think okay. that everyone should have that open mind, and that's how I look at everyone as having the open mind. I mean, we obviously talk about it and discuss it, but I just right. think that everyone is vegetable. Okay. Tavares? Damn, I got to piggyback off of everybody. Um, okay, first, I'll agree with uh, why people might be offended if they're being called about them. That whole masculine feminine thing, but and I don't mean to cut you off. To, I don't mean to cut you off, Tavares. But who 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 is on the line cooking or doing dishes or whatever? Could you please mute your phone? Thank you so very much, Tavares. Go ahead and continue, please. <laughs> it sounds like everybody on the line is 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 talking about basically they only get fucked if they're in a relationship. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's dick and ass. And if you're a man that's secure with your sexuality. I mean, it's like it's one of two things. Everybody getting fucked. I don't believe there's no straight tops out there. I believe when you ask people if they're top or bottom, they'll say verse, and that really means that they're a bottom. And I think that we should be able to. I think we should be able to decipher like this whole masculine feminine thing. Like just because you put on a fitted hat, don't make you masculine. So that's right. That automatically mean you getting on my back. I could see all through that. Mm-hmm. So I, and I think I think people tell you what they are based on what they think you are. Right. In the club, and you be like, oh, how you get down? They're going to be like, well, I'm a top. If they can't see you getting on their back, but then they're going to let the next man fuck them like he said. So, mm. I don't know. I like that. Okay. Just All like, right. Just, well, just to wrap it up, I have one more yeah. thing. If you're in a long situation, say, say you're mm-hmm. together for five years, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, people grow separately. Like, people grow differently in a relationship, like, their values and stuff. But people change sexually, too. So, if you want to roll up and say he want to get on your back, then let the nigga fuck you. What you gonna enter a relationship mm. because of that? If he a good nigga? Well, I got one. I'll put to add something to that. 
Now, the reason that I kind of agree but I disagree with that at the same time is because, you know, at the end of the day, when you when you visually look at someone, nine times out of ten in your mind, you've already said, oh, damn, I will let this nigga fuck the shit out of me, or damn, I will fuck the hell out of him. Nine times out of ten, your mind has already made up that, that notion already. So that's, that's, that's how I look at the whole game. So even if I'm in a relationship with you for a long, for a long period of time, you know, at the end of the day, I, if you're not the type of person that turns me on to top me, you're not going to fuck me. I don't give a damn if we've been together for 10 years. If you don't turn me on, you just don't turn me on. That has nothing to do with the love that I have for you. Just sexually, you're not the type that turns me on. Period. I just want to I'm not attracted to a twin anyway, so, like, I'm a corn-fed nigga, and I like a big nigga too, so... At the end of the day, we're going to be able to top each other or handle whatever needs to be handled, but I don't date little guys anyway, so I wouldn't feel uncomfortable letting whoever I'm dating get on my back. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Steven. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. If, let's say it's a top and bottom situation, you've been fucking your boyfriend for years or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and one day y'all in the bed, y'all sexually active, y'all doing y'all thing, you know, everything is normal, and then he says, I want to fuck you. That is inappropriate. That's just, in my opinion, I feel like <laughs> that needs to be discussed. I don't give a fuck, like, what you feeling at this period of time. It's just like moving out of an apartment, getting a new car, going shopping, y'all share, um, you know, the same account. That's a big move. That's a big step. We need to discuss this. We need to plan this. You don't know what I ate. I don't know how to bottom. You know what I'm saying? You, I, I don't want this to be a mess my first time. Uh, I need to be ready. I need to be ready mentally, spiritually, physically. I need to come home prepared and say, I'm about to have a penis inside of me, and I'm not used to this. Be able to prepare myself. So that's just not appropriate, you know, for okay. your boyfriend to just be like, oh, yeah, let me fuck you after years of y'all having the same routine. That's just not appropriate, in my opinion. Okay. Well, thank but, you, guys. But, 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 uh, huh? But if you've been fucked before, it it, it would be appropriate. But I haven't really been fucked before. And I, I don't know what, I mean, y'all say no real tops out there, but I haven't really been fucked. I have never been stroked. So, you know what I'm saying? That would be something I would have to prepare myself for. I would need a, Is that a because mentor. you haven't found, like, the right one to get on your back, or what's the reason? I, I mean, it just, I, I think I attract, I attract, you know, a certain type, and I like a certain type. You know what I'm saying? Like I said mm-hmm. before. When I first came out, you know, I, I was dating a dude who was, you know, transitioning to a, a transsexual woman. So I, I like certain dudes, and certain dudes are, are attracted to me. I don't really run into people who say, I want to fuck you. You know what I'm saying? So it's All right, I get it. Yeah. yeah, okay. No, no, I get it. No, I, you know, I get it. I totally get it. And, and with your look and how you look, and, and, I mean, you can go on his Facebook page and kind of just view the pictures. I mean, he gives you... Uh, as they say, trade, you know, which I don't believe in, but I don't believe in that word. I don't word, believe but, in that shit either. Yeah, but, but, but that's what, you know, to convey to the listeners, that's what you portray. You know what I'm saying? You portray okay. someone that does not come off as anybody remotely close to being a homosexual male, and you know that. So you attract those type of guys that want to be fucked or those type of guys that, you know, like that appeal or or feminine, or, you know, some sort of whatever. So totally get it. Trust me. Let's move on because we could go on for days on this one. Um, Next one. I'm going to let Paris respond first, and uh, then I'm going to let Tavares next, and then if y'all want to talk about it, you can. What are your thoughts on allowing Aston into the bedroom after a year of being involved in a relationship? 
Do you think it's healthy or unhealthy and why? I'm going to repeat. What are your thoughts on allowing a third person into the bedroom after a year of being involved in a relationship? Do you think it's healthy or unhealthy and why? Paris, you can go ahead. Um, well, anyone who knows me, um, no, I, I, I'm totally, totally, totally against that. You're not a third person isn't coming in for any reason. Period. If we're dating, like mm-hmm. I, I don't agree with open relationship at all. Um, mm-hmm. I think that being open with 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 anything when dealing with a relationship, family, friends, it, it, it can tarnish social net, social media, everything, all of that tarnishes. So inviting someone else in after a year is, is, is definitely not not an option for me, period. Okay. Like so so you so so you would think that that's so you're basically saying you know, it's unhealthy too, right? You think it's unhealthy very to unhealthy. It okay. is very unhealthy to me. All right. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and say hell no. I don't mm-hmm. want no third party, nothing going on <laughs> in my house. Mm-hmm. First of all, even though a year is considered a long time in gay relationships, it's really not that long. So if you're already bored after that, that's a problem. Um, don't ask me for no bullshit like that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, extremely traditional. Like, I don't know. Okay, that's opening Pandora's box. And just speaking from experience, not having a threesome, like, with my relationship, but I've been the third person in other couples' homes. Mm-hmm. And from my understanding, they're supposed to follow certain guidelines, like, okay, we only – talk to him, you know, when we together and shit like that. But they be trying to keep up conversation and hang out separately and shit. So I'm like, I believe in if you give them the inch, you'll take a mile. So niggas ain't following directions, fuck that shit, no. Next. Okay. Uh, yeah. Kobe? What was the question again? Oh, shit, now. What are your thoughts <laughs> on allowing a third person into the bedroom after about a year of being involved in a relationship? Do you think it's healthy or unhealthy I, and why? I think a year is a little too soon. I'm not opposed to... Um, okay, well, let's scratch the year, honey. What are your thoughts on allowing a third person into the bedroom? I I think that after um, a well-developed relationship, um, gay relationships, um, you have to keep it. You have to keep it interesting. Um, I'm not going to say that um, I have a threesome every week, but if we go and we travel out of town and we see something that we both want and we want to take care of that and we both, <laughs> both, um, we both comfortable with each other, let's fuck him. And let's keep it moving. Mm. And come on back to the United States or come on back to whatever state we in. I'm not opposed to um inviting somebody I'm not saying inviting somebody into my relationship, but I'm not opposed to um uh, having a sexual encounter to satisfy the hunger of the sexual relationship that me and my partner may have. It's just something that I think is either you gonna either you gonna it's gonna be something that you and your partner discuss that's gonna happen or it's gonna happen behind closed doors. That's why so much she can go on in this lifestyle. And if that's what's going to keep the relationship happy and healthy, hey, let's go fuck that nigga. All right, Prince. Prince, go ahead. Um, I would have to agree with him as well. I mean, I uh, definitely a year is definitely a little bit too early for that. I mean, he's still uh, working on trust at that particular point in time. But um, I definitely say, you know, somewhere down the line, I, I would not be opposed to, you know, bringing in someone spontaneously to spruce up you know, our bedroom. I, from a personal standpoint, my longest relationship for almost four years, we we did that as well. At the time, we did we wasn't fucking with dudes. It was just bringing a female in every now and then. But still, at a particular point in time, it worked 
well for our relationship. So I think it just depends on who you're dating, what type mm-hmm. of rules and stipulations that you have in, in place. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to give it a go. You know, someone show their true colors sooner or later, and you'll know whether or not, you know, that's an option for your relationship. But, you know, I'm a traditional person as well. I do, you know, enjoy monogamy in a relationship. But when it comes to sprucing up in the bedroom, you know, mm-hmm. at that particular point in time, I'm I'm a little bit more open than most people. Okay. And Stephen? Um. Mm. I want to be progressive and say, okay, you know, I, I'm down with that. But just the reality, hell no. Nah. Like, that's just, I don't care how long we was together. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see some nigga fucking my nigga. I don't see nobody kissing on him. I don't, I'll probably spaz out in the middle of the situation. And so I just, to avoid all that, you know, hell no. Nah. Yeah. We're not doing this. Okay, so, so Stephen, would you, um, you say you don't want nobody touching him and all that kind of stuff. Would you let, um, a guy, if he just wanted to watch and beat off, you know, looking at you and your lover or whoever, fucking, um, would you allow that? It, um, on a drunk, like maybe I'm, you know, just lost all my morals type of night after the club. <laughs> who, who knows? But just right. clean that shit out and be like, hey, I want to watch you and your dude fuck, or my boyfriend say, hey, I want to bring my friend in and watch us fuck. I would say no, but like okay. on some shit, just like on some spontaneous type shit, like you know, a homeboy's at the house and he just want to watch us get along, and I ain't tripping at that point. Okay, I can see that, but I can't see myself playing that with my, with my boyfriend or my or whoever that is, my husband or fiance, whatever the case may be. I can't see myself playing in that. Like no. Okay. Well, thank well, you I so very much. One more question. Oh, go ahead. Um, I want to pose this to, to um, Kobe and to Prince. So if if your mate is a bottom and he comes to you and say, I want to I want this other nigga to fuck me, like what's the appropriate way for him to bring that up? And would that wouldn't that make you feel some kind of way like maybe you're not enough or maybe he wants something different or what? Well, I'm not. Well, I, I, I'm gonna take this one. Well, um, first of all, I ain't gonna be fucking with just a complete bottom the first in the in the beginning. But if I did <laughs> was a complete bottom and he just wanted to um, and he did come to me. Uh, I think most most of these incidents occur um, when you having your sexual encounter with your partner or y'all both fucked up, inebriated, or drunk or whatever, as I think Stephen was saying. This is something that um, is mostly talked about at a drunken stage or some stage in your relationship when you just not on your rockers right, and it's just mm-hmm. brought up spontaneously. So um, it really wouldn't matter how it's brought up. I would prefer it do be brought up so that we don't have that um, secret in the closet because if you don't bring it up, no matter what manner you bring it up in, you're going to go out and get you some dick somewhere if you're a total bottom. Um, and, and sometimes it's not all about if you're being satisfied at the house. Um, with a lot of, um, in a lot of gay relationships and this lifestyle, period, mm-hmm. um, the, fasc- the fascinations of these relationships are based on sex, even though you do have this one individual that you're going to love and you're going to be with and this is our home, we have all this shit together, there are sexual fantasies and desires that you do want to have, um, and that just tends to happen in male-on-male relationships to me. Um, when I was fucking with bitches, I didn't even think about having no third bitch in the room. But now it's kind of different. I'm not saying I'm thinking about that with me and now, but if it does happen and I have an encounter well, my partner do want to have a threesome, I don't care what way he brings it to me as long as he brings it to me and don't step outside of the relationship without doing it with me. All right. All right. So, uh, 
Let me see here. Do I want to address this? No, I don't. But I would say this. Um, hmm. I think, you know, I think Kobe touched on it in regards to, um, you know, people have um, fantasies and they have, uh, you know, they, they just have their thing. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has their fetish. Everybody has their thing, whatever that thing may be. And I think sometimes people are so caught up um, in regards to exploring their sexual fantasies and doing all this orgies and all that kind of stuff or whatever prior to their relationship. So you're caught up in it, you loving it, you getting into the threesomes and all of that, foursomes, whatever y'all want to have or whatever. And then, okay, now a relationship has happened. And now you are in a relationship with a person who you definitely love. You definitely love, love being around. You love the sex and all that kind of thing. But because you have those fantasies, and especially being a threesome, is you know having a third person come in is well, something of the past, something that you did. It's something that you probably can't suppress just yet. So, again, I, you know, know people that may have, you know, say, hey, maybe, uh, what about, uh, let's try, try this. And it just be, it just be really that. But I understand Tavares' point when, you know, you never know what the niggas may do, you know, they may try to get the number and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, I'm just saying to the listeners, if you are, if you want to do that, but you're afraid of what could possibly happen, then how about you are the one who orchestrated the whole damn thing? Both of y'all don't need to have this nigga number. If you know you ain't going to try to fuck with him on the outside and you're going to be safe to your man, you just, you know, you don't want, you're the one who should set it up, have the number, all this no. kind of stuff. All the man needs to do is come in the house, drop the drawers, no. dig stuff, all that, and keep it moving. That's just what I'm saying. I'm not no. saying that I would do that, but <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to move on. It sounds crazy to me. It sounds crazy to me to look at my mm. partner and be like, you know, I, I don't want you getting on my back, but let's bring another nigga in here, like. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like for me, uh-huh. personally, I just want to get every day and not worry about no damn STDs. That's what I want. Well, okay. but you got to think about what you do. Whoever just said that about your partner don't want you. You don't. Your partner don't want you. I mean, you don't want your partner on your back. But then they want to bring a third party in on your back. Yeah, that is disrespectful. If I ain't fucked you, but but, that, but that's not. But that's but, not what I was but, talking about. But, I wasn't. I wasn't saying. You know, I wasn't personally saying it. This is Micah. I wasn't saying that. No, I mean, I'm saying. Well, I know that's not what you're saying. Okay. But whoever just said that, then, yeah, that is, uh, uh, that's disrespectful. Yeah, more definitely. everything in the bedroom, then it's okay to sh- if y'all decide to share their experience. And I agree with Michael. It could be um, fantasies that your partner had prior to y'all being in a relationship, and it's something that they just can't suppress, and so they bring it to you. I know mm-hmm. he's no. a great or get him a novel. And, and my whole thing, my whole <laughs> thing with this whole situation is, where well, you and this person that you bring, you trying to bring into our bedroom? When did y'all have this conversation? Where did y'all meet? First yes, of, on Jack. <laughs> where, where is your head? Like, where is your head at? Period. As far as like, you know, you just out and about, and you just saying, "Oh, I want to fuck him. Or I want him to fuck me." Like, where is your head at? Anyways, where, where to even approach that, me that's with all this? When y'all find the person together, is that something that you and your partner decide to do? You, both of you all in the individual. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, this I, is what I, we're I, doing, and we got to find the person together. You don't just go out I, and he come back and say, "Ooh, I want this the person I want for our threesome." No, because you might not be attracted to him. Oh, okay. Like, I'm just trying yeah, to figure out yeah. what's going on right now. No, I'm I, trying I, to figure out what's going on. No, Steven, put down the drink. This happens when you drunk. Huh? Right. I mean, it would have to be some drunk shit, because we're not going to find and go shop for no nigga to have no threesome with the first off. No, and well, then on top okay. of that, like, 
It's just not happening like that. And you're not going to bring that to me, too. Like, I'm I'm going to charge your ass up if you come to me and be like, hey, I got, I got this nigga that I want to have a person with because I'm going to – like I'm questioning your whole situation right now. Like, what you, what you, what, what you going through? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I'm gonna be at. We might have a deeper problem, a mm. deeper issue going on. You might not have a relationship after this situation. Mm. Mm. But, but, but do you, do you not think that? that... Good. Well, my question would be to that. No, okay, hold on, Kobe. Let Prince go ahead, Prince. Well, my question would be to that is, would you not consider that limiting your conversation within your relationship if your spouse is not um, comfortable enough to say, you know, hey, let's say you guys are at Miami Silver walking around somewhere and, you know, standing at the bar or something, a uh, fine-ass dude that both of y'all attracted to end up sparking up a conversation with you, and next thing you know you have an opportunity to maybe do a threesome with this person. So if you can, if your lover can't even come up to you and have a conversation to say, you know, hey, yes, I'm in love with you per se, but this person sexually excites me, so so I may want to go down this path, you're limiting the conversation within your relationship right then and there because they can't even bring a sexual appetite to you. Well, but once limited. again, that's totally different from, like, that's, that's out and about and some spontaneous type shit. I'm saying, like, we're at home, and you come to me one day while we're eating dinner and saying, like, oh, let's have a threesome. I know this dude, you know what I'm saying, blah, 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 blah. blah. That's what I don't think to know. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I, I, don't think Miami. I, I don't think there's a difference. I don't think a difference, honestly. You know, I, I, it's, it's not a difference. It's a, it's a third it's a third person coming into the bedroom. You know, so it, it's not no, a difference. No, it's a big difference. Because if we, yeah. if we, it's a big difference mm-hmm. for me. I feel like we're, if we're together and we meet the person together and we have mm-hmm. the same thoughts and it, mm-hmm. it's like I, I've seen this thing transpire in front of my eyes, I can mm-hmm. be okay, cool. But if you just come to me, on some regular ass shit and be like, hey, you know, let's just have a threesome. You know, you don't know what I went through this day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't know what happened to me at work. You don't know what happened, you know, throughout my day. You just come to me and say this shit. Well, I seen this six-ass dude, and, you know, I really wanted to have a threesome with him. That's two different things to me. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know what y'all saying, but that's just to me. I feel like you on some bullshit, like, for real, for real. Like, you yeah. need to go sit down in the corner and think that about it. Well that don't sit well in my spirit. You need to go sit down in the corner. I agree with you on that. You can't just come to the house and say, I found this dude, and we both didn't agree on it. You're right about that one. Right. Yeah. No. I could agree with that. Agree. All right. It looks like we're going to have to take a break in a minute, y'all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's fine. We can always come back, and, you know, we'll talk about it in, in a little bit. But um, we're going to start with the next topic, and then what I'll do is I'll take a, a quick break. We'll, you know, we'll save this. And then we'll start um, with just a few more questions. We, we, you know, we'll be done. But I am enjoying the conversation. Uh, cheating, 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 cheating. Have you ever been cheated on? Okay. And um, if so, what was your retaliation, if any? So I'm going to start with that one, and I only want two people to respond to that one. Okay. So, and then I'm going to ask some more. So, you know, I'm, it's, it's a big, it's a lot of questions. I'm starting out with this one question, and I'm going to. I want Kobe to answer, and I want Prince to answer. So first, Kobe and Prince, have you ever been cheated on? And if so, what was your retaliation, if any? Kobe, go ahead. Uh, yes, I have been cheated on, and the first time that I was ever cheated on, I'm so much as I don't get. I was so much as I didn't. I wasn't mad. I was mad. Let me take that back. I was serious, but it was more of me getting even. So I found the person that he cheated on me with, and I cheated on him with that same person. That was my retaliation. Okay, Brent. Oh. 
Yes, I've been cheated on, and I spent two nights in jail following it. So you, so you beat him up. You we did get in a fight, yes. Oh Lord Jesus. Okay, um, I'm going to give this to Stephen and Tavares. Have you ever been the cheater? And if so, what pushed you to cheat? Again, have you ever been the cheater? <laughs> And what put well, you? I didn't get the whole point. Huh? Okay. I said, why did you cheat first? Okay. Uh, you said, have you ever been cheated on and why did you cheat? Did yeah, you what pushed you to cheat? Um, um, well, yes, I have cheated. Um, actually, I wish you would have gave me the first question because my nigga cheated on me. And then um, he went to Atlanta Pride, I mean MLK Pride, and was begging some nigga outside of Blake for dick. I read the text messages and shit, so I went and fucked my ex-boyfriend. Okay. Steven? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yes, I have cheated. And I think mine's more of a deeper issue. Uh, like, you know, growing up, I actually witnessed, you know, you know, my father cheating on my mom and stuff. So I always had a bad perception on relationships in general. And so, like, you know, going into pursuing real relationships in my adult life, I always had an insecurity. Like, no matter what you do, like, when you're not around, they're going to do them. So I always yeah. had the mindset where, you know, just out of protection, like, you know, you don't know what they're doing, so shit, you might as well do you too. So I think there's a lack of, you know, insecurity and immaturity put together, which which caused me to cheat. Okay. So that, that's my excuse. Now, um... I brought this question up only because on our last episode, um, last week if you guys listened to it, there was a young man who, um, Chris McKinley, I'm calling you out, he said that oh. he wanted to know if, and I challenged him on that, he, um, he said he didn't want to know if his partner had cheated prior to or whatever. Me, I wanted to. And my my reasoning was, um, well, I, I mean, if you cheat in the past, every, everybody's human. Things happen. And what you did in that relationship does not signify or say that that's what you're going to do in mine. I'm going to trust you until you give me a reason not to. That's how I look at it. Um, so I really didn't, I couldn't grasp the concept or him saying, well, I don't want to know. I don't, that's too much detailed information. I don't want to know about, you know, him cheating in the past and this and the other. Um, and I just think that's kind of like, you know, you're just scared that maybe he will. I don't know. But what are your thoughts, I mean, as far as that's concerned? Would you want to know if your new partner, the person that you're dating now, had infidelities in the in the past? I would want to know. Okay, that's uh, the part. Okay. Yeah. Anyone else? Uh, I, would, I mean, I'm the kind of person where I want to know everything about you. Okay. You know, I want to know your birthmark. So that right there, was, I think that, you know, that's something to talk about it. I just want to know what you've been through. I think it's important to know the type of shit your, your person that you're talking to been through before you so you can know what you're dealing with. Not saying that he's going to cheat, but, you know, you need to know his history. It's like, it's like buying a used car. You need to know where the fuck that car been. You get what I'm saying? So that's just how I look at it. Okay. But I think at the same time, if you do ask them, you can't hold it against them. Like, you have to respect Most them. definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Okay. Cute, cute. Okay. I'm going to do a, a brief intermission. Um, so, guys, just hold on real quick, and then we'll finish up. Hold on. You got to do it. I used to be scared of the bitch. 
now I throw this to the shit. Handle it like a real bitch. As a hunter, can it jack me? Take it in the bus. Yeah, yeah, bus. I got land in Switzerland. Even got sand in the Maryland. Bahamas in the spring. Baby, it's a big mama thing. Can't tell but the diamonds in my room. That's how many times I wanna come. 21. And another one, and another one, and another one. All right, I actually think that we are on the line. All right. So we're going to finish where we left off. And where we left off was cheating. All right, so have you ever helped a dear friend of yours cheat? And I'm going to start with, uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Paris on this one. And then if anyone else wants to talk, you know, they can. But, again, have you ever helped a dear friend of yours cheat? Why? And what does that say about your character, Paris? Uh, yes, I've helped a friend cheat because I'm I'm just a loyal friend. I believe in loyalty. Um, loyalty trumps everything um, when dealing with me. And if that's a relationship that you're showing me, you know, you're unhappy or you may think that it may work, then, hey, I'm your friend, so I'm just going to, you know, somewhat go with that garbage. But, you know, hey. I'm being loyal to you, so yes, I'll help you cheat. You know, saying you at my house or you know whatever. Okay, and um, anyone else? I was just going to ask him. I was going to say, so what if the boyfriend like <laughs> show up to your house cutting up and busting out your windows and shit because you didn't help him cheat? Well, I mean, I I I, I have to accept fall in there, and we just gonna have to twirl. <laughs> 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 We just don't have to go. <laughs> I accept full responsibility, but I mean, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. I knew that that could possibly be an outcome of, you know, what I'm doing. But that's my friend, and, you know, right is right, wrong is wrong. Now, where I would probably draw the line is if I'm out there fighting and you standing back looking. Right. You got a problem. <laughs> no help. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. No help at all. <laughs> Like, bitch, yeah, I know you hurt, you girl, but I ain't about to, um, I ain't about to, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to, go ahead and handle this, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to, no, but, um, huh, I've never helped a friend of mine cheat, and, um, for me, I, I just wouldn't, um, I think that, you know, and I don't think this is a political, I don't, I don't want people to think it's a political answer or anything like that, and I get the whole loyalty thing, I think that's like the best answer if you've done that. Um, but um, I've never I've never helped anyone cheat. I never hope I you know hope I don't ever have, have to get in that type of situation. Um, but I just think that at at a point in a relationship, you should just be able to tell your I mean you should be able to just tell your man if you and your man got some odds or y'all got some shit going on, then you know you need to handle that with your man. I think even if your friend approached you and said, "Bitch, I need you to help me cheat, dog. I need to help you cheat. You know, help me cheat, whatever. You know, I, as a friend." Well, I'm going to be loyal, but I'm going to come to you and be like, look, um, now, baby, why, why do you want to cheat again? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 knowing me, I'm going to try to help you, you know, with right. the situation. I'm not going to try to help you cheat or whatever. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong because if that nigga was just horrible but this bitch want to stay with him, you know what I'm saying, right. because financing in the bitch and, hey, if that's what he's doing, I, I'm not going to stop it. You know what I'm saying, bitch? Hey, he can go on over. You know what I'm saying? What does it say about my character? It's going to go back to what Paris said. You know, it's just a loyalty thing. I'm hopefully in that situation, though. So nobody don't ask any of my friends, Cameron, Marcel, um, you know, <laughs> girls, don't, 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 I ain't helping y'all with that shit. 
All right. Sex parties versus being a porn star. Sex parties versus being a porn star. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which do you think is worse? Have you ever attended a party or ever worked in the industry? And that's how we're just going to start that one off. Sex parties versus being a porn star. Um, and I want everyone to comment on that one, okay? Everyone's input is, is um, very much needed. So, um, Tavares, you go ahead and start, and we'll go with Kobe, and then we'll go with, you know, whoever's next, and then we'll end with Paris. I mean, I'm sorry, not Paris. We're in with uh, Prince. So go ahead. Okay. Um, first, I'll say um, I don't think either or is worse, or I don't think um, either or is worse on your reputation because there's a lot of people out there fucking for free, and they got a terrible reputation, so you might as well get paid for it and be on camera. Um, as far as sex parties, I've thrown sex parties before, but I've never participated. Um, and I only threw them because uh, the roommates that I was living with or that I moved in with, they were into that kind of stuff. So we would have, like, rent parties and shit or whatever. But, I mean, it's all interesting, but I choose not to participate. Okay. Um, this is Kobe. I've mm-hmm. been to sex parties. Mm-hmm. Um, disclaimer, I've never participated in the sex party, but they are very interested in, you know, they get you all aroused and ready to go. So you, if you just go and you want to look, I'm all for it, but I, I don't think I'll be able to participate in a group interaction and that many people in the session. But I mm-hmm. do enjoy going to see other people get plugged in, um, other people plus other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel that the point industry can hinder your reputation depending on what career goals you have set for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Also, next point is can too if the right person is there and, um, and you're in the wrong setting at the wrong time. But point, I definitely think it re reach a mass number of people, and depending on your level uh, or what you're trying to achieve career-wise, I do think that would affect your life in a major um, aspect. Okay. Paris? Sex Mm. parties. I've I've been to sex parties. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, As far as I think which one is worse. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, um, Paris. I think somebody's cooking in the kitchen again. So whoever that is moving around or washing dishes, please put your phone on mute. Go ahead, Paris. Um, I think I think the porn industry is a, is a little more harsh on your reputation only because once it hits the Internet, you can't retrieve those files unless you have the financial means to do so. And I don't knock it at all because I, I, I watch it avidly. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that I would ever enter the porn industry because although it's used for possibly financial gain, mm-hmm. it, if, if it gets into the wrong person's hands, then it, 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 it's even ten times worse than it just being on the Internet. Okay. Um, who's next? Steven? Um, oh, Okay. Um, I really don't know. I haven't never been to a sex party, but I'm pretty open to, you know, sexuality and how you get your rocks off. If that's what you enjoy, do you? Um, I don't really think that either or is worse. It's all the same sex. And as far as the porn industry, you know, you just never know what someone is going through. I mean, some people might actually enjoy, you know, being filmed, having sex, and some people might really need some money. So it's just not me for it's not for me to pass judgment on that. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is on both. Okay. And so everybody answered, right, except for um, Prince. Yeah. And you? Oh, and me. Oh, me, yes. Well, you know, I have a story with mine. So 
So sex parties, <laughs> porn star, I don't think either one is worse. Um, for you know, whatever, like you guys said. Sex parties, um, believe it or not, people out there in Facebook land and um iTunes and whatever else podcast you're listening on. <laughs> um Yes, I've been to Sex Party 2004. I'm not going to tell you who took me there, but she will be listening. She actually texted me earlier, said I can't wait for the show. So, bitch, hopefully you remember. But her, um, she took me uh, after a good night at Tracks, the old Tracks on Lucky Street. We went out to the um, the Sex Party uh, little shop or whatever on Trinity Avenue, uh, downtown Atlanta. Huh? With the Christmas lights. Oh, yeah, I guess that was the Christmas life. Uh, I don't remember because I was inebriated <laughs> or whatever, but I do remember taking off my clothes, putting it in the bag, praying the whole dang on time. Oh, my God, are they going to um, – I just hope nobody don't end up walking away with my bag with my clothes. And, and I don't know if you guys remember back then, Vocal, that was Nelly's little line. You know, I was so, you know, I thought I was a thug, you know, whatever. Whatever, that's another story. But I went, went to the party, you know, I didn't do anything. I saw people get fucked. My my sister was fucking the boy. Um, my my son was in the corner getting fucked by one of my coworkers. Um, all of that just <laughs> and so I mean, like I was blown the fuck away. You know what I'm saying? Did I return? Yes, I didn't return yet quickly. I returned back in 2012, and uh, it was actually it wasn't the same. I I wasn't the same. Um, Building, but it was still only like a couple, uh, a, a couple lights or whatever down from where I was living in downtown Atlanta, um, and it was cool because nobody knew me, you know. Um, and I went on the night. Oh yeah, I went on the night where you had to. Um, they, it was like you had to be fit. You had to have a body in the center. So I was working on my body. So all that day, I knew I was going to go to the sex party. I was going to get drunk. I was going to go to the sex party by myself. So I was doing my push-ups and my sit-ups and all that because I was not. I was not going to be, um, what, what they call it, like, say, hey, no, man, you you ain't fit. So, you know, I was fit, you know, I'm, you know, whatever. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I went to the no fat, no film party. No, yes, sir. <laughs> Hello, bitch. You the better no know. Fat, no film party. Uh-uh, I, I, I ain't got time for that. So, <laughs> I remember that one. So, I went to it or whatever. It was cool, you know what I'm saying? People to touch me because, you know, I'm kind of icky. So, it's like, no, I don't want you to touch me or whatever. But it was cool seeing people get fucked and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I went. And it is what it is. Um, will I go back? I don't know. But um, hopefully I don't, I don't. I mean, not really, because I want a man at this point. So let's go to um, Prince. Prince, tell us about um, your view on the sex parties as well as being a porn star. Well, um, my views on the sex party, I mean, like I said, I like them. You know, love to see people get fucked. That's a turn on for me. But Ooh. as far as actually participating, Sex parties is really not my thing. I'm not a great multitasker, so that I don't do well with those. Um, but in regards to being a porn star over the sex parties, which one mm-hmm. is worse? Mm-hmm. Um, neither one of them is worse. You know, at the end of the day, one option has the ability to deny it over the other. That's the only difference. You know, I know mm-hmm. people that go to sex parties and that do ten times more nasty and ratchet things than I would ever uh, dream of doing, but mm-hmm. they'll do it in a private setting because it's a sex party, you know, right. compared to a porn star who is less sexually inhibited, and then so, you know, they don't care who who watches them have sex. So really, it really just depends on your freak level to say which one is better than the other, but in my mind, you know, it doesn't matter. Everybody gets the same result at the end of the nut, so it don't matter. Okay. And, and any thoughts on as far as um, the porn star business and, and all of that? 
Um, as far as the porn star business goes, I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a firm, I tell anybody to ask me, you know, would I go back into porn, would I do it again, you know, do I think that they should get it, and I tell people no, no, and no. Um, you know, just, you know, me as a person, I've developed spiritually, so, you know, I'm on a whole different level when it comes to thinking about things like that. But at the end of the day, I encourage everybody, don't knock someone else's hustle. You know, it's people that get into the game. You know, some people get into it because, you know, they like the sexual activities. You know, they get a they get a thrill off of having random sexual partners, being able to travel and have sex with, you know, any and everybody. But, you know, mm-hmm. other people get into it because of, you know, financial means, or they may get into it because they're in a bad situation. So the only thing I say towards it, don't judge people. Let them do, do them because obviously you're going to be sitting at home watching it. So who's who's worse? That's right. My Vista, Pornhub, Porn HD, X2, <laughs> and whatever else there is out there, baby. Um, black Breeders. <laughs> wow, yeah, wow. Black Breeders. But see, all those, you got to pay, baby. So I just go to My Vista. And, <laughs> and you know, for instance, um, I found out, I put it on Facebook yesterday. I'm My brother probably even know I'm talking about him. But there, you know, one of my new brothers, I found out he did porn. And so, how did I find out? This was just yesterday. How did I find out? How did I find out? I don't know. I don't wow. know. I don't know. No, no, I didn't watch it. Some Somehow, I found out. I don't fucking know. But anyway, I found out, and I said, oh, my God. So, I text my good girlfriend that lives up here, and I said, bitch, did you know that such and such is their porn? And, oh, no, no, I know exactly. Oh, I know. I said, I sent the picture. See, I was being mean. Oh, my God. People are going to hate me. I sent the picture, and I said, God, look at him. And she said, bitch, <laughs> said, bitch you know he do porn. Now, and uh, and so I was like, what? Oh, yeah. And, bitch, g- Google this, 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 and behind it put tagger. And I said, okay. So I did that, went to it, took me to my business, and I saw it, and I watched it for, ooh, I watched it twice or whatever. And it was, you know, <laughs> but I just was like, wow, because, Again, and, and Paris can, I mean, not Paris, Prince can, can attest to it. I do believe that the industry is going on a decline when it comes down to black porn. And, any, and everybody's doing it. They're doing it for the quick hustle. They're not thinking far ahead. You know what I'm saying? You are, you, you are who you are. You do what you do. Get it. But I think now people are taking advantage of these, of these guys. Um, they're not getting paid. I personally have... Oh, shit, I'm going to get in trouble. Damn, raw, uncut, real, all in your closet. Okay, I got to keep remembering that. I have a, a, one of my old kids, I'm putting it that way, one of my old kids, he ain't going to listen to the damn show anyway. He went and did the porn. He did. He went to Coco Dorm and uh, he did the porn like earlier this year. I was kind of disappointed, but that's what he felt he needed to do. Um, but he doesn't want to go back or whatever. But I'm just saying, like, and even on what they got, when he got paid, I'm like, bitch, you was down there for two, three weeks and you only got paid $350. No. Mm. That, that's, that's, I mean, so what, what, would you guys ever seriously date somebody that did porn? And for Prince, has it affected your dating life in any way back then? Good oh. question. Very good question. <laughs> now, um, I mean, to be one hundred, I mean, to be one hundred, I mean, it has affected it in a certain stance. I mean, it just more so comes from 
you know, the judgmental standpoint. You know, people look at your past and all they can see is your past. You know, um, you know, I have individuals to this day, you know, yeah, you want to try to get to know me and things like that, but all you can do is remember me slinging my dick on camera. You know, you have no idea, you know, how spiritual I am. You have no idea that I own and operate two companies. You have no idea that I'm working and finishing a master's degree. You know, so, you know, when it comes to elements like that, people are very naive. So it does hinder your relationships. You know, you get some of the ones, you know, they're strong enough, you know, they don't give a damn if you did porn. You know, they're not bothered about what other people say. But, you know, from the security aspect, that's the most important thing when you're trying to date and you have a past such as mine because not everybody can handle it. You know, even now to this day when I go out, random strangers will walk up to me and ask me, hey, when are you are going to fuck me like Trap Boy? I haven't done porn in years. <laughs> you know, so, you know, th- those are the type of things that make dating a little bit harder and difficult when you have a past such as mine. But, you know, at the end of the day, only the strong will survive. So if you can't fuck with it, you're not the one for me. True. Mm. I mean, I have a little story just to share. Uh, like a few months ago, I had met this one guy. He was real, real nice and everything. And, you know, he was texting me and good morning and good night and how's your day and all that kind of shit like that. And you know how sometimes, like, when it's going good, you be like, okay, now what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, when he going to show his ass? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. He ended up coming over. You know, we were supposed to mess around or whatever. So we get in the room, and you know, we laying down and we kissing and stuff. And he keeps like pushing my head down and such his dick. And I'm like, I ain't doing all that. I wasn't trying to do all that. Long story short, I put my finger. I did like a little finger swipe, and he was kind of shitty. So then <laughs> I was like, I was, like I was kind of cool on him after that. So then we, he had called me later on that night, and we were talking. And he was telling me, like, he was a model, and he had traveled to, like, Africa and all kind of shit. And then he kind of glanced over, like, grazed over the fact that he used to do porn. And I said, well, what was your porn name? And he told me. And I watched the videos and realized that I had some of his videos in my collection, and I was completely turned off, and I just stopped returning his calls. Was it it, it, um, any of the collections I gave you? (laughs) His name was Tej York. (laughs) His name was what? Tej York. His name was what? Oh, oh, I just have a conversation. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Tez I remember I him. Oh, oh. He, he did for years ago, though. Yeah, I don't give a damn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, have I dated anybody at that point? I haven't dated anybody. That, um, well, I did, but they, they did porn after. Or whatever. He was like oh. one of the I've ever talked to, or whatever. So that was in 2000, 2000 when I when I talked to him. He did porn in two thousand seven. So teach us on, I guess. Um, but go ahead and um, Google that. Google that and look that up, um, Prince. All right. So <laughs> I, I want me a porn star. All right. We speak, we we gonna we gonna keep going. What do you think? Okay, I, I gotta warm y'all up to this one. Okay, me and my friend. Um, who shall remain nameless, <laughs> me and my, one of my friends, you know, just friend, nephew, whatever you want to call him, uh, we were talking uh, about fetishes and what people, you know, the type of fetishes people have, this and the other, and he said he likes gate assholes. So he likes the assholes that have been fucked, like the, the whole, like oh. you can see big and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so I'm just saying, I'm just warming you up to what I'm going to ask. What do you guys think about um, getting fisted? People getting fisted, or or and also, what do you think about people that have that fetish of um, being pissed on? So fisting and being pissed <laughs> and, and real raw, uncut, all in your closet. You already know 
What do you think about that? And have you guys ever? And if you didn't, just try and say, "Bitch, no, I didn't." You know, if you don't want to want the world, that's fine. Um, but but the main part is, what do you guys think about it? What about the fisting and, and getting pissed on? I mean, I fisted a couple of people, but they were white men. I mean, they were cute and all, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to date them. Like, I don't want you with no gaping asshole. Like, if you can't feel nothing, what's the point of having sex? They ain't got no walls. Mm, 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 mm. Anybody? Assholes do fall back up. They close up, but that shit still loose. Fuck that. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Should be hanging out and all that. So what about this? Well, I'm, I'm an African. No. Hold on, hold on, Tavares. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. What, what about the pissing though, Tavares? We... Pissing? Hell no. That's nasty. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And Corpy, what are you saying now? Oh, I just said I'm an addict to try almost anything once. I tried me. So, <laughs> so, so, so you would if you would let your boyfriend try you, try pissing you? I just said I'm an addict to try anything once. Oh. Okay. Um, uh, Prince. Go ahead. Um, no, that's that's not my type of part. I don't think I would ever get to that level of fisting somebody. I mean, I mean, I I'm, I consider myself pretty well endowed, and I can put my fist up your ass. There's no way in hell my dick can do anything for you. So that would just be an ultimate turnoff for me. And yeah. pissing, no, no, I'm sorry. That's just that would be always out of, off my resume, always. That is so, so, so that that kind of goes back, or it could go back to the first day question. What could be a deal breaker? Maybe I have sex on the first day or start to have sex, and you see he got a gaping asshole, then, hey, you be like, bitch, I ain't calling you back. Fuck that. Um, anybody else? Steven, you quiet over there. What you got to say about that? <laughs> um, I have an ex-boyfriend way, way, way back in the gap who actually enjoyed that type of shit. And it was a turn off for me, but you know, me being young, I didn't realize it was a turn off for me. It's just aggravating that he'll always ask me to do it. You know, to do which one? Piss or piss or fist? Fist. Fist. I never pissed on nobody, but I want to though. But I haven't. Now hold up, hold up. Now, do you want to piss on a bitch that you just fucked, or do you want to piss on a bitch that you just fucked? Oh, I want. I want to piss on somebody I just fucked. Oh, oh. I just thought somebody I ain't gonna never see again. But this is what I always tell my friends, and I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm sharing this on the radio. But anyways, <laughs> I always tell my friends that's a bonding experience. If you can piss on right. somebody and they can piss on you, you're not going no fucking where. Because if you're, you're, you're not gonna be able to break over me after you just piss on me. Like you're not gonna be able to walk around and say <laughs> I pissed so on right. you. And I broke up with you. No, sir. We're married forever. Like, fuck us, like, fuck all that shit. Like, we're married. Period. Forever. That's what's part. So that's why I say, like, the pissing situation will be like a bonding experience. So I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I don't see, I don't see no problem in that. That's just me personally. Yeah. So if but they want to lock you down, they just got to piss on you. Yeah, real talk. If we get to that place yeah. to where we piss on each other, we're, we're committed forever. We're going to be working through everything. You're not going to wear. It is what it is. This is how yeah, I was talking about it. That's not random acts. That, And the pissing thing is just dumb, and it's really a lot of work. Your arm gets sore and tired, and it's just, it's just dumb. Like, 
editing the 50 or whatever, you know, doing the actual act. Like, for us, it's, nothing, like, it's no pleasure out of that. Unless you enjoy giving people pain or whatever, you know, it's just stupid. So I'm against well, I have a situation. I got a piggyback question to the piston. Um, I guess my question would be, you know, what is with the kind of new vibe today where bottoms like for tops to piss inside of them? I don't know. I, don't I heard about that one. I ain't never heard of that. Never. I never heard that. Yeah, that's some marriage. That's some type shit though to me. Like I just feel like you doing shit like that in these streets. Y'all should be really together, like with rings and like you know, just doing new things, trying to keep the sex life spicy. You shouldn't be just performing a type of ex. And now your motherfucking ass, ass, now your asshole gonna be smelling like piss, gonna be rank as fuck. And then you got. But that goes back to being professional and cleaning your ass, you know, do, uh, you know, fleeting and all that other shit. Like, you know, you well, 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 we, we haven't talked about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. We haven't talked about that just yet. And audience, and audience out there, I'll fill you in later. Um, in regards to what I just said, okay, later, later. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Um, oh, what do I, what do I think? What do I think about it? With the fisting, you know, I tried to watch it on X2. That's why I kind of popped up and watched it um, the first time on X2 years ago, and I damn near threw up. Um, I mean, the man, that whole damn up his elbow was in the man. I was like, uh, uh-uh, can't get down with that. The fisting thing, I really wasn't. I really didn't see many people get. Piss, you know, on or whatever, whatever. Until this one guy wanted to, you know, wanted me to piss on him, and I just said, I just can't, I can't muster up the balls to piss on him. I can't do it. So disrespectful. Yeah, 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 yeah. But some of y'all out there, I know you like the pissing and the pissing. And for those of you who are just saying, oh my God, they are so nasty, they are so raw, bitch, you should not have pressed play. And you also have a stop button, so you can go ahead and stop. But, again, we're just having the same conversation that you would have with your girlfriends or your guy friends or your homeboys. We're just having on an open forum, open discussion. Hey, it is what it is. So, oh, shit. Now we, um, now we have advice from the panel. So I have some questions that I'll be asking um, all of you, and, and then we'll be done, actually. So, Stephen, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Stephen, I'm going to shut up. Stephen, I'm going to start with you. Um, are you what you're looking for? Why do you think people look for love when they don't have their priorities in order? Um, yes, I am, am what I'm looking for. I'm looking for mm-hmm. someone who's goal-oriented, someone who's educated, someone who's focused. So mm-hmm. at this point in my life, I am actually what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And all that other shit is not important to me. Um, As far as pursuing a relationship and not being together, that some people actually, you know, use relationships to actually motivate them and do the things they should already be doing as far as, mm-hmm. like, being focused and, you know, staying out the club and, you know, just being more driven in life. People actually need that motivation. So people, you know, seek relationships first, and then they do all the necessary steps later. But, you know, I, I'm personally, I feel like you should already be together before you actually relationship because it can be a burden for the other person. That's just okay. not Okay, so your advice to to whoever just make sure that they're um, they're together before they even try to um, take on a relationship, or just know, or just know what you getting yourself into. You know, some people don't mind it. You know, they, they'll mm-hmm. take you for who you are, and you know, go for go go from there. But mm-hmm. just always know what you're getting yourself into. Period. Okay, thank you so very much, uh, Tavares. You just got into a serious relationship, and your parents don't approve of your lifestyle, let alone your relationship. What should I do in this scenario? Do I let my parents go or do I end the relationship? 
Um, that's a tough one. Um, <clears throat> if I'm speaking from experience, I was going to say that I came out at 21 years old. And um, at the time that I came out, I was just kind of, like, frustrated. And I was just like, I'm going to just tell everybody I'm gay and whoever don't want to fuck with me ain't got to fuck with me. So when I told my parents, I kind of, I didn't really know how they would react. Like, I just really wasn't sure because my dad is 70 years old. He's old school black and he's an old preacher. So I didn't know where it was going to go. But I was ready to, like, be set free, so to speak. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, you know, if I have to sever this relationship, then I will. But luckily I didn't have to deal with that. And I'm very blessed. I do know that a lot of gay guys or, you know, women and all that, they don't have family support. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I feel like they should. whoever's asking the question should just do what they feel like they can handle. Like, can you deal with not having your parents accept this, or are you going to live for themselves? Are you going to live for yourself, or are you going to live for them? Good one, good one. I, I think that you just, the person, you know, whoever asked this, is, is definitely a serious oh, question. I, I, just, I, I just feel that... Um, that you should just, you know, be be who you are. I mean, this is a time where you have to, you know, my whole, I ain't going to say platform, but my whole thing is now standing in your truth, being true, you know, being true to who you are, standing in that, facing reality, and just owning that, you know. And at the end of the day, we all want, we all need to be happy. I can't, and this is years ago, I would be like, oh, I'm not going to get married. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to. I'm not gonna get married to a man. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go back to a woman, and because I was thinking about my family, and you know, and the, the end result of that is I am sacrificing my happiness for their happiness, and that's not the way that it should be. So I think that you should have a conversation with your parents, whoever you are. You should have a conversation with your parents. Um, let them know, you know, that you stand for, for, yeah, stand firm in who you are and what you're about, and just at the end of the day, all that you want them to do is respect you, you know. But um, I mean, that's a hard question. It, it really is, but. Hopefully um, you get something from that. Whoever you are, Paris, uh, when do you and your partner arrive to the conclusion to stop using condoms and practice raw sex? Ooh. Paris? Hello? <laughs> Paris, are you here? I'm here. Okay, so when do you and your partner arrive to the conclusion to stop using condoms and practice raw sex? Oh God! Oh, let's see. Um, <laughs> personal experience. It occurred um, at one point in time after a, a, a drunk night at a club, and it was talked about the 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 next day or before the next time we had sex. We did address that we did have raw sex, and mm-hmm. honestly, after that point, when when it you know, when that that was my lover, we put each other's trust in each other's hand, and you know we had used condoms sometimes, and we had raw sex others. Okay, so with with the rampant, you know, diseases, and you know, not just with the HIV and AIDS and all of that, but there's so much more gonorrhea, syphilis, all that kind of stuff that people that people can get. And this is and this is not really a gay question. This is a global question, heterosexual too. Like, I mean. Do you really think that in this day and age people should be, you know, practicing raw sex? Because we see it all in porn all the time, you know, and they say there's tricks to it, but I don't fucking believe all that. Um, I say I believe y'all have a raw sex. So, I mean, in, in this day and age, do you really believe that people should, you know, be practicing raw sex? Well, that incident with me happened, that was many years ago. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. old, I'm old. Um, but... In this day and age, nah, that should be a little more strategically looked over. <laughs> um, y'all going, you know, 
get your up, get your um, your checkups together or what have you. Mm-hmm. Then you have the baby. But as far as just a random, you know, Joe from the corner store, no, I don't think that's gonna oh. happen like that. Well, definitely, I totally when do you think it's appropriate to ask someone what their STD status is? Like me, I say on the first date, I always ask, are you circumcised and when was your last HIV test? I need to know that ASAP. Like, would you be offended if somebody asked you that right away knowing you, or would you kind of look at them crazy? Anybody want to answer that question? Well, I answered that question. <laughs> I answered that question. I mean, well, as far as me as a person, I I personally feel like you know, until it gets to that point where I'm ready to fuck you, I don't. There should be no reason why we even having any type of sexual conversation at all. So if we're on the first date and you ask me how big my dick is, if it's cut and my status, that lets me know you're probably a thirsty queen and it's not going to work out. So you know, in that regard, that's when I will probably yes, I will get offended if I don't even know your last name and you're asking me about my dick size and whether it's cut or not. That's a whole different story. But you know, if we're you know, of course, if we're kicking it and you know we want to get on the serious note and stuff like that, you'll know when the vibe is to the point where you want to divulge yourself into someone or not. When you hit that point where you actually truly want to be with someone or truly want to get to know someone, that's when that conversation is necessary. But before then, we're just friends. My status, my dick size, if it's cut, if it's big enough for you, that's irrelevant. Well, I didn't ask anything about dick size, but <laughs> I think if we've been honest, guys have sex right away most of the time after the first date or whatever, so I don't think it's inappropriate for that question to be asked at any particular time. I think that's a respectful question. And if somebody, to me, were to get offended, then I would think something else. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> I mean, it just really depends. It, it really depends on the person and the tone mm. of the situation. Like, yeah, everybody right. is different. Some people are more conservative than others. Mm. And so, like, you know, some things aren't welcomed right away. You know, so you don't really know the person. And, you know, and be com- they have to be comfortable enough to speak about that kind of stuff. I'm the kind of person, we can talk about this shit right away. Like, it is what it is. It's just a conversation. And I feel like, you know, hey, I just had my, my last test a month ago. I'll be willing to share that with you. That's the kind of person I am. But everybody's not willing to do that. You know what I'm saying? So you just really have to know the person. That's what I think. But me, I, I feel like sharing that information is is one thing, but the timeliness that you ask that is a completely another thing. If If I have not known you for more than an hour, and you're asking me those types of intimate questions, I, that that makes me question you. Like, what what is your true intention? No, because it doesn't even mean that it's going to get to the sexual place. Like, for me, if if I ask you if you're uncut and you tell me, yeah, then I know. So why would that be important? So if you ask somebody if they wait. If somebody, so if you ask someone that question, if their if their dick is cut and what their status is, and someone tells they're uncut and they're positive, would you get up and walk out the door right then and there because their dick is uncut and they're positive? I wouldn't walk out the door, but that would be the last date, if I'm being honest. Mm. Okay, okay, hold on, let, hold on, wait a minute, let me get in We're going to a whole other whole mm. situation. Nah, 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 okay, got got it. I got to reach a little bit. Now, Tavares, you my good girl. <laughs> you're my friend. No. So, so you're walking out because of what? Which one is it? Which one makes you walk out the door? Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to sound insensitive, but I'm I'm a little paranoid to date somebody who is positive. And I've I've had people be honest with me and tell me that they were positive on the first date, and uh-huh. I respect it. But uh-huh. I, I and I'm not rude about it, but I just tell them, you know, uh-huh. that's not going to work for me. As okay. The whole thing. 
Um, the first guy I ever messed with was Mexican, and he was uncut, and I just kind of left a stain in my memory because it was kind of cheesy mm. when I pulled it back. So I just I don't oh. want to deal with that. Okay, oh. so but let me let me pause there. Let me pause there, Lawrence. Okay, so they were respectful. They told you or whatever. Okay, so what about the person? I this is a conversation I have with my kids, my closest friends, whatever you know, whoever I'm, I'm we talking and chatting it up. You know, uh, there are people out there who say they are negative and are positive, and I always tell my stuff to my kids or whatever. I treat everybody like they got it, and everybody may not have Absolutely. it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's not to say that the people that you fucked last week, last month, last year are not. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you could have fucked somebody that's that's very well positive. So what is the what's the difference? Knowing is different. I mean, that's, yeah, we I think we've all had sex with somebody who's positive <laughs> mm-hmm. and not known. But I mean, once you know, it's it's a different ball game. We can act like it ain't, but it is. <laughs> but but you should but you should treat everybody as if they are, as Michael said. Um, and that's more for me a mental thing. Like I'm just you know always just be protected and be safe and, and this and the other. But go ahead, Kobe. Uh, you, you cut me out. Um, I know I but, did. No, <laughs> I, 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 you 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 really should just treat everybody as they are because it it, it protects it not only protects them it protects you because. You never know what anyone's status is. Somebody and like like they said, a person sitting on my my guitar fell down. I was uh, I walked over and stepped on the guitar screen. Um, but uh, a person can tell you no. Um, mm-hmm. But just because a person tells you no, don't mean you finna get in the bed with them and have well sex with them. You still mm-hmm. get in the bed. That's with right. Them. It just, that's that's right. just like you lay down with a positive person, and I, I just don't feel like. I mean, I don't think I would discriminate on, on a positive person um, versus a negative person. I think that each individual needs to be loved the same. So if I yeah. did run across a person physically attracted to and they kept my they kept me intellectually stimulated mm-hmm. and we were just having this vibe, um, would I be precautious why I am dating them? Yes. But would I, would I discriminate against them and not date them? I don't think that I would be that person and not date them. Um, because I could be just as well dating a person that has given me um, the statement that they are that they are negative, and here I am laying up with them thinking that they're negative, and I ain't taking no precautions, but I will say yeah. other than sex. Um, mm-hmm. And they're laying in my bed, and they are positive. So you just feel everybody as if they are discriminated against any individual for whatever their status may be. That's just not uh-huh. I guess, I guess I'm more so taking it from a standpoint of like, okay, say you you a teenager and you gay and you struggling with your sexuality, and your parents keep asking you, are you gay? Are you gay? Are you gay? And you like, damn, bitch, let me tell you when I'm ready to tell you. But then they have some kids who like, they be like, damn, I just wish somebody would just ask me so I could just tell them. So it's kind of like sometimes you want to create the dialogue and just ask, and sometimes you'll get a real answer. That's why you ain't with a man. Because a lot of people struggle with when do they tell? Them? Huh? I said, you ain't with a real man because if a real man is positive or negative and they want you to know that status, they'll just go ahead and, go ahead and blood it out to you. I mean, I went on a date before and a person, and a person just came out and told me, like, um, and it was a, it, initially it was the first date and I, I couldn't even believe it. I was shocked. Yeah. Um, I didn't walk away. I mean, he just, he just divorced it. He was like, hey, are we on a date? Uh, whatever we was having a conversation, and he was like, "I just want you to know I'm positive," and I'm sitting there like, "I'm dumbfounded at first, you know, because ain't nobody never hit me with nothing like that." Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. I don't think we went on. No, I don't think we went on any more dates, but it wasn't because of that. It's because he didn't know how to say fun do. 
just smelling it and it just gets to a place for your sheets and it's on you and stuff, mm-hmm. that's a problem for me. And I just feel like you don't take your position seriously. You don't take me seriously. You don't take yourself seriously. So <laughs> something has to be done about this. You know what I'm saying? Like I need you to regroup and, you know, and get back to me because I need to know what you want me to do, you know, because it's just not going to be a, a happy situation to where I say, oh, you painted me, let me walk away, and, you know, you'll be okay. Like, we need to talk about this. That's just how I feel. Like, you know, just be prepared. You know, put on your show. You know, do the right thing. Okay. So you're saying, okay, so do paint you or whatever. Okay, let's, let's do it like this. Date versus relationship. This is just a date. He, he, you, you about 20 minutes in, baby. You ain't even got your nut. He ain't got his nut. Y'all doing well, whatever, whatever. The whoop, whoop. He, you, you pull out. You maybe change positions. You see it on the condom or whatever the case may be. You address it. But do you um, do you like okay? I'm good. I'm done. Or do you let him regroup? You regroup and y'all do it again. Like, or, or I mean, it's not that's on the dating side. No, 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 no. When I say regroup, I, that that is really mean. Get your motherfucking mind right. We're not like like if I know that you painted me, mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to. You're not going to go to the restroom, clean yourself up, and come back and refinish. I've already mm-hmm. been turned the fuck off. Right. I've already texted my friends and let them know, like, you know, this is just, this nigga. <laughs> See right. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. You, you, you just put the shitty kitty out on front street. Yeah. Uh, most motherfucking definitely, why I do that, why, 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 why I do that, the fact of the matter is, if you have a whole dick, your dick don't get hard, or, you know, they feel like you can't fuck, they're going to tell their homeboys or homegirls, what the fuck they reference them, you know, whatever, right. however they reference them, they're going to tell them the same thing about your dick. So I feel like, when you shitting and you motherfucking pain niggas, it needs to be a motherfucking alarm on you. Okay. Blase, blase. Don't fuck with him. You know, he look good, but at the end of the day, he has a situation going on that he not right. You know what I'm saying? So don't even do it. And I just feel like it doesn't, that needs to be known. I'm not going to be a good friend to you if I don't tell you that this dude painted me. That's how I feel. So I'm going to say this to everyone um, that um, professes to be a professional bottom or a bottom and do not mind being called a bottom. Um, just make sure that you pick up your a fleet or an enema at your local CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, Kroger, Publix. <laughs> they range from the prices of a dollar and eighty six to a dollar ninety nine. Um, and, and that's just all I have to say about that. Anybody else want to try? Not that even that. Let me just let me just speak uh-huh. on that. People are making homemade fleets where they just use water bottles and uh-huh. they do what they got to do. So it's just really no excuse no more. You can do it for free, and, and you know, at your own, you know what I'm saying, at home. You ain't got to go at the, end, at, the end, at the end of the day, Stevie, you just want the, you just want the kitty to be clean, right? Right. Be, do, do what's right. Do what's right. Do what's fucking right. right. Your reputation's on the line. Like, have some fucking self-respect. Like, why shit on somebody, you know, and you know damn well you ain't, you ate just an hour prior to, and you know why I do that to somebody? Why I put them okay. together? Okay, so, so so what? So well, what about this? What? Hold on, I guess, if I can ask this, Kobe, he didn't want to give you some sex. You said what, Kobe? Say it again. So why do people take you? You know, if you go on a date with somebody, mm-hmm. and they take you out to eat, and then you leave the restaurant, and you know they why they want? Why do they even want to fuck you if you don't went mm-hmm. out to eat with them? Out? No, 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 no. No, 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 that's not for me to be concerned about. I feel like you should know your own body. If you know that you can eat this fucking chicken right now, and if, if something happens, we go home, we eat you no know, fucking, you know, you're confident that you're going to be okay with that, I'm not going to question 
you eating that chicken. You know what I'm saying? I just play as part of you being professional. If you're professional uh-huh. and you know motherfucking well, <laughs> hey, yes, this yes. might go down. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to eat this chicken because I don't know what's going to happen four hours from here, and I know how my system works. Let me not eat this chicken. Let me have a little water, a little bread, and I'm going to get my shit to go. Part of being a bottle is probably being professional. Play your motherfucking role. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how I feel about the situation, period. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, I don't mm-hmm. see no way around it. Get it to go. And, and by the time you sit at the table, <laughs> you already know if you want to give him something so you get your salad. Uh-huh. Oh, that's the one. Okay. Or, or, I'm just going to go. That's the one thing Huh? Get some, get some, like, get you an alcohol beverage and move around. Add some little bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got to be eating all festive and you know you're about to get a float. Like, that's unprofessional, period. Oh, I don't way around it. Skittles and water. Oh, my. Well, I, I, I just say this, you know, it ain't nothing. If you if he driving and y'all get back in the car and you're like, baby, uh, uh, you know, can you stop by the uh, CVS or Walgreens or Kroger or wherever? I just need to pick up that's a little professional. Stuff. I'm professional. I'm professional. I'm professional. I'm professional. I'm professional. That's, that's, that's nasty to plead at someone else's house. Well, you, when you when you book for a show, when you book for a show, you don't go to the promoter and ask them, hey, do you have, you know, some makeup I can use? I, I lost mine. Or do you have a, uh, do you have a stage outfit I can use? Or, or, or do you have a CD I can burn my music to? When you go to the show and you and you prepare you prepare for your show, you have all that with you. You should already have that, you know, ready. I'm giving the promoter my CD. I have my makeup and my suitcase. I have my outfit ready. That's how it is when you're being a bottom having sex. All that shit should already be in line. That had nothing to do with me. Unless we're in a relationship and we're together, then I can understand that. Hey, babe, stop at the store. Give me a little fleet. We already have that dialogue. We can do that. We're comfortable with each other, babe. I'm just not mm-hmm. meeting you. Don't tell me to stop in no Walgreens. I'm already judging you. Like, at, at, at the yeah. end of the day, like, we're well, not I'm gonna, shit. I'm going to do this like Kobe did. Uh, I'm just going to put a little disclaimer out to, to the audience members. <laughs> now, that is, of course, not me um, because I haven't had sex with everyone, though, in, in the past year. So I've been celibate, okay? But in the event that I was, I'm not that type of girl, guy, or whatever you would like to call me or reference me. I am one of those that I love to be prepared for whatever comes, and I do not like to paint. I've never painted anyone before, and I don't have any, um, you know, future endeavors on doing so. So yeah. I think that's, I, huh, excuse me, huh, what? who said that? <laughs> who said what? Oh, okay. Well, I think, um, Kobe, I heard you had, did you have something else for us before we end? <laughs> Kobe. Oh, I gotta no, no, Kobe, Kobe, no, Kobe did have something for us. And do you still have something for us before we end? I can't remember what the hell. Cause I've been. You had to give you a disclaimer. I got. Oh, I got my disclaimer ready. Um, okay. Of course, I gotta have my disclaimer. Mm-hmm. So we talked about a lot of shit on here. I'm a nasty freak. Yeah, we, we talked a lot. We talked about a lot of shit. Go ahead, uh, right? You know. But you got to keep in mind that a lot of the shit that happened in the past for me, I don't know about the rest of these fellas on this line, is just the past. <laughs> 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 I, now, I, but I am still the same person in some sense, and I am nasty, gutter, freaky, but I do have limits to the shit, and, it, and it, it will be with somebody that I'm in love with that I let those limits and boundaries be exceeded. Okay. That's my disclaimer to the um, public. Anybody else have any disclaimers? Oh, I don't have a disclaimer to the public, but I just want to tell the public that I'm single and I'm looking for a husband. 
Okay. So, uh, <laughs> come correct and don't get blocked. Okay, Paris. No, I don't have any disclaimers. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Prince. Oh no, I'm good. Okay, Steven. <laughs> um, I just want to say a shout out to all the professional bottoms and those who take care of themselves and do the things they need to do before the situation happens and don't need to stop at the store or anything like that. Like we appreciate you and what you do. And shout out to Butch Queen Hour. You know, I love y'all. All right, that's okay. it. Because somebody has to do it. Somebody has to bottom. Hey. Somebody got to take the dick. And somebody got to take the dick. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we discovered that earlier. But thank you guys so very much. I definitely appreciate you for um, giving me, you know, giving everybody just a little peek into your world, your thoughts, your views. And all we've done today is do what everybody does on a daily basis with their girlfriends, their guy friends, or whatever. So I thank you guys for, you know, just showing a little bit of yourself and your views and all of that stuff. So thank you so very much. And tune in to the next episode of The Talk with Micah and Friends. Uh-huh, took you guys back, baby. You remind me of my Jeep by R. Kelly. We started out with R. Kelly in the beginning with Cookie. We ended with You Remind Me of My Jeep by R. Kelly as well. And as you see, the songs that I had playing throughout, I had Lady Saw Heels on, and I also had um, Little Kim, uh, Big Mama Thing. Baby, just, that's just so nasty, right? I'm not going to keep you any longer. You guys have made it to the very end of this week's podcast. I told you it would be a special holiday edition. I knew with every fiber of my being that, baby, this was going to be an episode for ya, okay? I cannot thank my guests enough. I cannot thank Paris Smith of Orlando, Florida, Kobe Black of Atlanta, Georgia, Tavares Conley of Los Angeles, California. See, I almost forgot. Stephen Dwayne of uh, Houston, Texas, and Prince Casadon of Atlanta, GA as well. Thank you so very much. If you made it to the end of this podcast, I told you that there was something I was going to tell you <laughs> earlier on, but I said I'll say that. I'll tell my listeners later. Well, we had a little hiccup because when we were doing our recording, it didn't save the first time. You know, we did it in parts and it didn't save. So, I thank my um, my panel tonight because they were such good sports and they gave me just as much as as they did the first go round. So thank you so very much, guys. I really really appreciate it. Um, that's actually it. I think this was a phenomenal show. There's going to be more to come, and I'm going to bring some of these guys back. They may be together, they may not, but we'll discuss some things and we'll talk about the things that people don't necessarily want to talk about or they talk about under their breath or with their girlfriends. And, again, we're just putting it out on Front Street, okay? All right. Now, I am going to start leaving you with a quote. And you know how I love my quotes and things that I think of, and I may see it from time to time and want to add to my own timeline on Facebook. But I'm going to do a quote of the week. And the quote of the week this week is, 
Not everyone will be proud of your success. Misery is real and love company. Remain humble and alert. I'm going to say it one more time. Not everyone will be proud of your success. Misery is real and loves company. Remain humble and alert. Until next time, stay free and clear. Oh, no, right.